Hello and welcome to another edition of Seeking Sustainability in Japan. Today I'm talking with Victoria Yoshimura, who originally came from Petersburg, England in the UK, and she came to work in Kyushu, the southern island in Japan, as a JET uh, assistant language teacher in the early 90s, and she stayed in the area ever since. She has lived and worked as a Buddhist priest at Shonenji Temple in Miyazaki for many years alongside her head priest husband, who inherited the temple responsibility through his bloodline. Shonenji Temple has a history longer than 400 years. She's breaking so many barriers as a woman, as a non Japanese, as a mother. Working as a priest, she also is has been designing and decorating facilities as well as a temple lodge. And today I'm talking with the amazing Victoria、oh. Yoshimura in Miyazaki. Thank you so much for joining. Hello. <laughs> Now, I am so happy that you had time to talk with us. You are a busy lady. You are running a lodge. You are a Buddhist priest. Yes.、Um, tell me a little bit about how this happened. How did you start your life there in Miyazaki?、Uh, well, it's not that exciting beginning. I was, came out on the JET program, which is the、uh, English teacher's assistants in the,、uh, in the schools. That was、uh, many moons ago when I was、uh, 22. And I was based. In this town, I was sent by Monbusho, which is the Japanese、uh, education ministry, and I was sent to this town, Takachiho, which is. And I've been here ever since 30 years in this town. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was、uh, saying before we started that we actually came on the JET program both in Kyushu, I was in Uita, you were in Miyazaki、yes. uh, around the same time.、Um, but you never left. You have made、no. that area your real home and really embedded in the community, right?、Mm. Yes, it、uh, wasn't my intention, but you know, that's, you know, things happen. Yeah, I was reading your blog on your amazing website,、uh, which we'll introduce. Oh, my one There's only one post on my blog. Was、book. that one post for you?、Uh, about how everybody says, I didn't think priests could get married. Now,、yes. when they say that, are they talking about you or your husband? Because both、uh, of you are Buddhist priests, right? So、uh, it's just the、uh, well, Westerners. Say, ask that or say that because the, the idea they see Buddhist, Buddhist priests as more of the monk type, you know, saffron robe,、uh, you know, bald head sitting under a waterfall type. And, uh, but uh, actually, this is the Pure Land sect, Jodo Shinshu, which was the, actually the first sect in、uh, Buddhist sect in Japan, which was okay for the priests to get married. So that was one of the Reasons why it became popular as a,、yeah. uh, as a religion. So it's a, it's a nepotistic succession from father to son. And obviously, if you're not gonna, getting married, you can't have a nepotistic succession. you know And when you were a JET, you were working in high school with your、yes. now husband. And、yes. uh, when you first met and you got to know each other, did you know that he was in? 
this family legacy around the temple? Did you know that right away? Yes, and uh, so I was uh, in a junior high school position for a year uh, before I actually moved to the high school where I, I like met him. So, because I, when I first came to Japan, I had no Japanese language at all and I'd never met any Japanese people. So I had a year of getting used to it and then I transferred to the high school, like from a local junior high school to a high school. And uh, so when I met him, yeah, the other teachers said, oh yeah, he's, the local priest and he didn't didn't mm, didn't register either way as a as a wow thing or a just like that's it's just what he is it's, you know like you get vicars don't you get you know that's what he does well there's there's a really popular you're from the uk there's a very right. popular female vicar uh, something in French, right yeah <laughs> So when did you, I, I read this in one of the articles about you, about when you started getting interested um, in taking on the roles of becoming a priest yourself and then going through the training when your kids were quite small as well, right? Yes, it, was, um, it wasn't something I was, it's not automatically expected of, of a priest's wife to, to, to become a priest themselves. Um, I was, um, so I be, I started thinking about it after my second son was born and because it was just, I'd reached like this crux of where I was really, really unhappy. And, uh, and it was either, you know, a case of, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, you know, a beat, a joy, oh, there's a phrase you either beat them at their own game or, or like if you can't if you can't beat them join them type you know what whatever, whatever the uh, the phrase is I'm, I'm losing my english there but um but i thought whether the this temple and this whole life that was around me whether i identified it as the problem or i can use it as a solution to the, i like that yeah, I like that. And you you also you're running a temple. Well, you and your family are running the temple and lodge now. And yes. because this is Travel Tuesday, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> the beautiful area and things that people can see and do around there. Um, but first, let's introduce the website because you have great photos there. Let me see if I can do that. Uh, so Shonenji is the name of the temple. Yes, Tadashi no Nembutsu. And there's the, the beautiful lodge. Tell us about the lodge. It's a new build, but you reuse some materials from yes. the original building. Is that right? Um, yes. There, so we built the lodge about three years ago because we had a, a, a very old building there and we were we were hosting people there and it was very popular with with like foreign visitors because we had like a, a goe monboro like one of those baths you lit up under with fire underneath but the building was so like falling apart so we decided we were going to like you know go the full hog and uh, and create something which would be um complementary to our work as priests as a temple and also to take advantage of the fact that we live in a 
in a, an amazing area of natural beauty and it's like a, a national park area and to, to use all those resources we, we naturally had to um to make like a unique like a brand new lodge but using old things so you can see in that photograph there the floor we took from the the building which we had there before it's a hundred year old uh recycled uh floorboard. it looks just stunning mm -hmm. and i love to see the yakisugi the burnt wood which is supposed to be less flammable and better for homes i love that look Hiroshima from where you are is water specially watered in and uh, so a lot of um uh people in the west who are interested in architecture and uh, and house design the idea of yakisugi or it's kind of, it's sometimes known as shosugi ban it's a uh, you know quintessential uh, japanese um building material but it's not that it doesn't seem that much of it in kyushu so when i wanted to use it my builders were like mm. and then we had to order it from hiroshima oh wow yeah that's really interesting. I didn't realize it's more famous from this area. Yes. I love it. And I've only in the last few years started seeing it on new buildings. Um, so it, it seems to be coming back into fashion, right? It's awesome. It's, it's very uh, ecologically friendly and it's, but it's very pricey. So that's why it's, you can see it all around the front of the lodge, but it's not around the back because we couldn't afford to put it on the back. Wow. Yeah. I see the, the Ramma at the top of the, the room there, the beautiful wooden carving this, Japanese style. This is all, this is, um, I have a, uh, another foreign wife friend in, in Kumamoto whose house was destroyed in the Kumamoto earthquake. And so she invited me to, to look at some of the stuff she managed to salvage. And, uh, so that Ramma in the entrance there and also a special, carved windows we have in one of the rooms and some pictures we all from her her family house just to you know because I really think recycling these beautiful Japanese you know artworks not not just build new I mean it is a brand new build but you know I wanted to incorporate these yeah. things gorgeous yeah, and uh, you've got some great reviews already from people who have stayed. So you guys opened the lodge in 2018, is that right? Yes, 2018. And uh, and then it was, you know, we started, you know, because, you know, we, we're busy with the, our main is obviously the temple. And so it's just, you know, it's with a view to the future because we have to, like, diversify our, um the temple and uh so it was just started off you know little by little and it was going quite well and then of course corona happened and then you know and then trying to work our way back into you know people's imagination yeah. mm. Well, you you said in one of the articles about uh, having more income security because um, the population in the local area is dwindling and having uh, income from the lodging as well as from the temple and you are teaching as well uh, gives you a bit more security and gives something for your your family, your daughter-in-law and your your son to continue yes. as well, right? That was that was the um, the um, 
the plan that it'd be something I, I could work with my daughter-in-law, something we could do while I, as I gradually age myself and as she is um, raising children, it's something which is based here, like in our temple compound. It's something and uh, which is, as I say, complementary to our main work as priests. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, for example, Jodo Shinshu temples in, in Miyazaki, when I first got married, there was, there was over, there was 93 temples, but now there's only like 82. So the actual temples are closing down and shutting down because they can't, when there's no more priests or there's no more congregation, you know, so everybody has to like evolve and, and, uh, you know, keep their, you know, keep reimagining and uh, moving the temple on, you know. Yeah, um, I think one of the one of the ways you described it was it's important for the the temple and for you as a family who wants to stay there to keep changing and staying relevant to yes. the community needs, right? Yes, absolutely. You've got to stay relevant and uh, and and for example, just the changes that I've seen due to Corona. It's the uh, I've seen things which would have, without Corona, would have taken like 10 years or so to have the same kind of movement, but it's everything's been accelerated. And so it's even more important nowadays to make the temple and uh, activities relevant, you know, because people are, it's changing the way people interact with the temples. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Now, um, you, you let's step back a little bit to your training. I want to learn a little bit more about your training. Um, you you spent seven months doing intensive study, and then this was at home, at home because before okay. you were allowed to go to the the main temple to do the seclusion and the residential training. If there's a, a prefectural level test, because the head temple is Nishihonganji in Kyoto, and uh, and uh, there is like the Miyazaki Prefectural Head Temple, and that's where the, the administration is for the area. So I had to pass and test at that level, so I'm so I'm not an embarrassment going to um, going to Kyoto. So um, so I, I decided that you know I had to either you know you know embrace this or or get divorced or something. So so I decided to uh embrace it but the thing is i don't i'm basically illiterate in japanese i mean i can follow i can follow recipes read letters from school and you know i, I know what's going on but i couldn't do you know the study in in japanese because the kanji is so difficult for this 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 very specialist buddhist um uh, I can't think of the word in the the, uh, the teaching. test qualification. Yeah. yeah. So I so I found the head temple and I said hello. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm interested in becoming a priest, but I've got this big handicap as I'm illiterate. And they were so supportive, and they sent me all this material. They sent me this material. It's funny. I've got it right here. It's like they sent me like kindergarten, like from American uh, kindergarten. And uh, 
for like Sunday school for the the second generation Japanese kids in America. So they sent me this, which was really, you know, we've got nice pictures. You know, your friendly neighborhood Japanese priest, right? And so they sent me this kind of stuff. And so I studied in English. But it's interesting because my congregation is obviously all Japanese. So everything I studied, I have to process it. And, and then when I go out and my rounds and my talks and my sermons are all in Japanese. So it's kind of a bit like, um, a bit kind of schizophrenic. But so they, they helped me a lot. And so, and obviously, a lot of the work is, is rituals and um, chanting and, and uh, yeah, so lots of, yeah. lots of I, I read that, that you were read the questions in the yes. test. Yes. And then you were able to write your answers in Romaji in yes. the in the western alphabet but you understand it completely yes. in yes. japanese it's yes. just reading the kanji or writing the kanji was was just a bit too much right so that's the only thing in my uh, so in my daily life as a priest obviously it's all verbal i go to people's houses i talk to them it's all about human interaction and communication and uh, i'm not writing to people but the only thing I can't do is write the um, the Buddha name on the wooden plaque at a funeral. I can't do that. And so that's the problem. So so once uh, when my, my husband was away and we had a funeral, and I was thinking, I've got, I've got to write a, a Buddha name for these people. So I got my sister-in-law to write it. She's got nice writing. So... <laughs> <laughs> but but there's nothing that there's no ceremony or no religious part that you can't do as a female or as a foreign female. No. Yeah, no. that's amazing. Um, I mean, on paper, theoretically, I mean, if you're talking about the actual like out in the field and the actual uh, some very conservative um, uh, older. British priest kind of rural kind of guys are, are not so, you know, open. But uh, in theory, it's, it's it's all totally open. In fact, uh, more than a third of Jodo Shinshu priests are female. And uh, but it's really funny because I was I had experienced so much like prejudice uh, as a, against me as a woman as a foreigner, and I was so frustrated with life. And I and and then I just started studying. And then when I actually went to Kyoto and and start and was actually experiencing and and getting the teachings from the horse's mouth, and I realised my actual daily experience of temple life in Kyushu was very different from the the teachings. And then I realised, okay, this is the goal, and this is what I've got, and I somehow get it together. Yeah. But you you said the one part that you get compliments on and and you really enjoy yourself is the chanting. Is that right? Yeah, I'm a good a good singer. Though I'm really bad at karaoke, at karaoke. But uh, I'm good at, at singing, so I can hold a note. And I'm not I'm not shy. And so so a lot of the work involves going to somebody's house, and you might have thirty or forty people just sitting there, and I just sit down and I sing a cappella for these people, nice chant, and, uh, and, and it's like 40 minutes, the chant, and then, um, 
and then I'll give a sermon and then they'll go to a gravestone and then we have a meal and that's the kind of the, the flow of it. And so I can I can chant. So so I try to make up for the what's lacking in my sermons by giving them a nice a nice chant. Now, one, one thing that I was really interested in, I've never been to, even though I've been in Japan for about 30 years, I've never been to a funeral. I've, I've only been to weddings, like traditional weddings. Um, but the Buddhist aspect of Japanese culture is not really about weddings or, or births. It's more about death or... Yeah. Most people... Right? Uh, your average Japanese person would probably have not had any association with the temple until somebody dies. So, and so that it's often now it's called like funeral Buddhism, which is a, a, a pardon, pardon, a grave mistake, you know, because you, it's a uh, you, you, it's not for the dead people, it's for the living people, but. Indeed, funerals are main part of our business, but uh, you have um, you can celebrate any life ritual in uh, in Buddhism. So obviously, uh, you can have, you have Buddhist weddings, Buddhist equivalents of christenings, and you have all the life rituals. Obviously, can are uh, celebrated and commemorated in the Buddhist way. But funerals is your bog standard what image associated with Buddhist priests. And in, in Hiroshima, we have Daishoin, the beautiful temple on Miyajima Island, uh, where I've been many times to have the gorgeous shojin yori food. Um, mm. is, is that part of your sect as well, to celebrate the all kind of vegan, all plant-based well, food? The, uh, traditionally, uh, uh, on the 16th of every month, you were meant to have shojin yori, which is like vegetarian food because that's the uh, the uh, commemorative day death day of our founder Shinran Shonin but we don't but uh, the uh, when it's uh, the actual his death day uh, celebration celebration commemorate commemoration is in uh, it's called Goshoki that's when we 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 cook uh, traditional vegetarian food and serve it and then also you've got to be careful of colors and not have like bright colours on and things like that. So there is, it's all part of that, but it's not like every single day. It's just time to Special, the, special yeah. occasions. Yes. Um, but one other thing that you mentioned in another interview was uh, doing chanting in the forest or inside okay. people's homes. And yes. so you're you're not only in the temple doing ceremonies, you, yes. you're often got- moving around. Yes, so our, our community, our, our people, our congregation obviously have their houses and they each have their own uh, Buddhist altar in their house and and we and uh, we we go to their houses a lot. That's a, a huge part of our job and it, in fact it's it's the fun part of our job. I, I, I mean I really like visiting people in the houses. You get to really understand how they live and, and what uh, things they're dealing with. Because when they come to the temple, they're all dressed up and looking nice and, you know, and they're putting on a show. It's not until you actually go and visit the houses. And and you, Japanese people don't often invite you into their houses. They Even their neighbours will only stand at the entrance. But Buddhist altars are in right inside the house. 
So we get right through. And uh, so it's really in integral. We can see into their lives. And the um, forest thing is when people have like moved graves and we've had to go to forests and, and uh, you know, chant because they're, they're digging up bones and stuff. And so they, they don't. Wow, interesting. Um, there, I was talking to Japanese carpenters, and they were talking about a priest at the forest before they cut a tree to use in a house. Is that something you would do as well, or if you like, <laughs> we provide the services that they that the congregation wants. So Jodo Shinsho is isn't it's not about superstition and like oh, if you don't do this you're going to be struck by lightning type thing. There's not that kind of teaching involved. But our congregation, you know, if that's what they're feeling, that's what they want from us. We go and do it. So for example, I've um, uh, so for example, exorcisms, like that's not something we have on our on our repertoire. But you know, people they really want the to feel that they're doing something active so i've um i've chanted in places where people have, you know actually in the room where people have died you know in a in a not so natural way and uh and it's just you know our services are for the living and if that's what people want you know that's what we do because that's you know our more services. That's really interesting. Now, going back to when you first started, um, your husband became ill. I'm glad he's he's doing better now. And you were taking over more duties when your children were small. And yes. you're talking about going back and forth between breastfeeding and wearing the, the priest robes. Mm -hmm. And that was a really crazy, busy time for you. That's, I love that quote. Priest robes do not uh, are not made for people breastfeeding or something. <laughs> yes, um, yes. So um, all again before that, maybe people who don't understand the about the temple is that it's um, my husband is the seventeenth generation priest of his family to be the head priest of this temple. So. So it's the Yoshimura family name. So it's not like you can't just like, it's not like, oh, we're a bit shorthanded. Um, so we're going to advertise in hella work or something like that. It's uh, It belongs to our, our family and we are responsible. We are the caretakers of the temple. And so it's been going on for 17 generations. So he became ill when my oldest son was... Uh, first grade elementary school, so seven, seven, six years old. And uh, so six years old and my other son was three years old. So I'd already become a priest by then. But, uh, in, but in order to become a head priest, there's a whole series of other uh, exams, which other higher level qualifications, which are necessary to become a, a head priest. And I was really worried about my position and uh, and uh, and you know what would happen if my husband were to die were to die and my son would be still 
unable to take over as a head priest and whether there'd be like a vacuum. And there's a bit like, you know, you see the uh, the kings and queens of England and you know, like you get like a, uh, you know, get the young prince and the prince is in the tower and all that kind of, I was really uh, imagining all kinds of things. So um, I realized that uh, in order for me to feel secure and uh, and to guarantee the succession to my my son without having anybody come jumping into the vacuum in between was uh, that I needed to be able to be the head priest of this temple if that was if if that the needs arose so I that's when I took the I studied to become the head priest of the temple so that would be about so my husband became ill when my daughter was two weeks old he was she was he was hospitalized with cancer and uh, so so my daughter is 19 now, so I would have taken the head priests, done the studying about, I don't know, 18 years ago, just to, wow. just to you know, yeah. cover my bases. Because I didn't want to be like, you know, uh, to have some, like, uh, some uh, a distant relative, like, put in as the substitute head priest until my son would have been of age. So I wanted to make sure I was, you know, I could keep the line going what a huge challenge to yeah. step into that role and while you have young young children as well you're in so many ways your your career there has been full of many challenges um and you i love this story of you going back and forth between english teaching and and being a priest in robes and the local community got really used to you yes. going back and forth with different ro roles as well, right? Yes, it's funny because uh, I, I teach in the nursery schools and I teach I teach the children from about three years old, my teeth and right through. Uh, I teach at the junior high schools, the elementary schools. And so the children are very, very used to me. And so when I am, um, and those same children are also members of our congregation. So it's funny when I uh, when I have to go to the house for a service, they're all excited to see me. Oh, it's Victoria! And then then they realise it's not the usual fun thing I I do. We're not doing I don't know head, shoulders, knees, and toes. We're sitting down for forty minutes on our knees, singing and something completely different. And they kind of but you know I get them involved. They're more likely to sit down and. And listen to me, then maybe some kind of, you know, maybe my husband who they don't know, or they're, 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 they're interested because they know me. Yeah. Um, so then, or I'm teaching and then I rush back and then I have to put, um, uh, for example, when you, when we have a funeral, we have to transfer the deceased from the fton to the, uh, the coffin. And uh, there's certain things you have to do or not. And often the, pe the family, they obviously don't know how to do that. So I'm, I'm coming straight from teaching five-year-olds into, you know, lifting up deceased peoples and sorting out their hands and things like that. Wow. Doing their hair. That's, that's a real transition, but it, it must make it very real for you how death is a part of life and a, especially a part of your reality, right? It's part of my reality. It's part of their reality too because it's a much more closer and warmer relationship with the the cycle the circle of life you know like lion king i don't know but it's they the i find the japanese attitude a lot more um natural and refreshing and 
warm, the whole idea of, of somebody dying, but still, you know, interacting and being with, sending the, the dead person on their way in a nice warm way rather than, oh, my God, they're dead. Put them in a, in a, in a refrigerator in another building type. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to talk more philosophy. You actually, you were in a couple books. Just hold up your books and and tell us about some this, of the this other publications you've been. Yeah, it's an intelligent one. Uh, and so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's called Buddhism of the Present Day Japan and the Female. It's about the gender role, gender in Buddhism. I wrote a, I wrote um. A chapter in it. I wrote it in English and I've had it uh, translated. And it's about my experience in a rural temple in Japan, which is again different to like another f female priest in a in a more cosmopolitan area. And even my the experience I write about in this book is that also has changed. You know, it's changing all the time. It's got it's getting better. And uh, then this one here is I've got another chapter in this book here, and this is a local publication. It's all people who live in Takachiyo, this, and it's about people's relationship with the town and how they feel about in the connection with the community and the countryside. So I've got an article in here too. Beautiful. And on your your Instagram, there's so many beautiful photos of the temple and yeah. surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like these waterfalls are not too far away. Is that uh, right? That's an hour and a uh, half away. That's the other thing. Okay. Okay. They're, they're really nice. And Gorgeous. Near Kurokawa Onsen, that one is. Kurokawa Onsen is one hour from our place. So a lot of our guests who stay at the lodge, they combine a stay with us and then they go to Kurokawa or Yufuin or that kind of thing. Um, oh, that's just around your area is it yeah it's gorgeous so you're not you said you're not far from mount aso mount aso is uh, about 30 minutes away and so we get uh ash <laughs> the ash deposits in this direction in the winter so yeah wow and here is your temple grounds from the sky yeah. you said your nephew was flying a drone yeah. to take these is that right Yes, it did. Just we weren't there, and uh, and uh, suddenly we saw. Oh, I've seen that before, and it's yes, he took that for us. And it yes. looks like you in autumn. You had this beautiful yes. yellow ginkgo tree. Yes, now that ginkgo tree was planted when the first uh, temple building was built, so it's 140 years old. Uh, 400, 440 years old, and so it's very big, big. A big ginkgo tree, and uh, yeah, so in November, right up to the end of November, there's a huge yellow carpet of flower of uh, leaves, which are a complete pain to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, because it's beautiful, maybe you don't have to. It's gorgeous. So yeah. this is without the leaves. This view, right? Yeah. Well, it's just like a little bit of leaves. Okay, they haven't all dropped yet, so. And, and this me. is you uh, hitting the bell. Is this at the temple? Yeah, this is at the temple, and this is me ringing the bell before funeral. So this is uh, there's several different bells in, involved in the rituals, and this is the one we ring before we have a, uh, a an event. So that thing, that white 
circular thing behind me is actually one of those big funeral plastic funeral flower things. Wow. And I'm wearing robes there, which are different to the robes I'm wearing today. They're um, they're more formal robes. Okay. Yeah, interesting. How many robes do you have? Uh, well, you have um, different grades of robes. This kind of everyday, well, not everyday. This is for, I mean, you don't wear this when you're cleaning the garden, I think. And uh, so this robe and then that robe you just saw, they're gorgeous, I guess. And then for a funeral, you'd have a big, like, it looks like an electric hot carpet, which you wrap around you. And so, and then you have summer robes and winter robes. So a lot of, you know, a lot of people say, oh, my God, you know, resent putting money in the envelope to give to priests, but they have an incre incredibly high maintenance. These these robes, they have like, they're real platinum and gold threads in them. And they wow. last for years and years, but they're very, very pricey. Where are they made? Uh, in Kyoto, most of them are Kyoto. So when we get our stuff, when we have to get our supplies, it's like, it's like, um, I liken it to Harry Potter when he goes to Diagon Alley to get ready to go to school. So you go there and uh, and, and there's specialist shops and, and you go into a shop and they say, recognize you even though you come from Kyushu and you have special relationships with the, with the various shopkeepers and they know and they say, oh, this one I've kept aside for you because I know you like Nantaka, Nantaka, Nantaka. Wow, that's amazing. I would love to visit that shop. Are normal people who are not priests, uh, are we no. allowed in? No, it's no. quite funny because um, well, you're allowed in, but they look at you really weird. And so obviously, first impressions, I'm, I am I look just like a, a random Kyoto tourist just wandering in. And so one so the other, the, uh, just vaguely recently, I was in Kyoto and uh, I had to go to one of these shops to, to, to request a special service of some embroidery service, actually, to get these, these, um, these uh, Sagari Fuji, this mark, this is the Jodo Shinshu mark. I wanted to get them embroidered onto uh, something similar to this. And so I went into a shop and they, you could see from their faces, they were like, oh, we don't want to talk to this foreigner. They, they, this foreigner has no reason to be here. And then I said, oh, I've got this. I got it at a, at a special service. At, and I mentioned I got it at a very uh, famous temple. Uh, a friend of ours, I said, oh, God, we got it there, given there because we took part in a ceremony and they changed. As soon as they realized that we were associated with this temple and that we were not, I was just not a foreigner, I was, a, a, you know, a temple person, changed like 180 degrees. They just, they started, you know, being nice to me, offering tea and stuff. But when they just thought I was just a random foreigner, they didn't want me walking in the door. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. But that's kind of the way it should be, really. It shouldn't be somewhere that is welcoming to, to tourists. But how do they survive? You know, like you, you kind of wonder. <laughs> they, they charge their nose for their services. So they, they I guess, survive. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they might be the only shop in Japan to provide this service, maybe, or very few, right? It's very specialist and banned, yeah. Yeah, how interesting. And then I was I was commenting back to your lodge. I was commenting on the beautiful uh, glasswork you have in the lodge. You said that's from a local artist as well. Yes, yes. So, um, uh, so because I'm British and my though I 
was not religious as a child or a family, but I was I went to a Church of England school and I spent a lot of time in cathedrals and I love stained glass. And um, so I wanted to incorporate stained glass. But uh, this guy in the local guy, he he paints his art glass is painted onto the glass. And uh, and he was just doing like postcard sizes of of uh, local scenes. And I said, I think you can do big ones. I can do really big ones. And he said, I've never done a big one. And I said, yes, you can. You can do it. So I commissioned him and and uh, I've, he's worked now on my lodge. And he's also rebuilt a mausoleum and he did work in there and also in my house here. So I really like to support local artists. Yeah. It looks it looks like it. Uh, looking through the large website right now, mm-hmm. and the beautiful rooms. It really, I I can't wait to come and stay. I will come and stay because I I love uh, the whole atmosphere of being around a temple, but also in a very comfortable. It looks like a B and B type. Uh, oh, there's, there's the um, there's the uh, the wooden window from my friend's house. The plum. Oh, gorgeous. The purple room. Yes, the purple room there. So I wanted to use that that wind that window. So I had to get the, the window order made to go with that that frame. Okay, so I love how you've designed the rooms. There's a real combination of Japanese and Western. How do you describe it? Cozy comfort, uh, luxury, cozy comfort, something yes. like that, right? Yeah, something like that because, you know, I, I, I want to like, you know, stay somewhere which is nicer than my house when I go somewhere. So, and uh, but I don't want it to be so like, oh God, I can't. I want to sit on the sofa in case I break something. So to that that balance to make it, you know, somewhere a little bit n- nice, but not so nice that you can't relax no so, so i saw that the wooden fish does that mean you have a irori yes uh, like a fireplace in the middle yeah, of the room irori. and so when i was designing the lodge uh i didn't know whether to do a irori or a hori kotatsu because i know that you know foreigners like like both of those things and uh so i designed a hori irori Kotatsu. So there's a katatsu underneath, and it's um, the irori, and it all collapses in on each other, so it can be on the same level as the floor. Sounds wonderful mm-hmm. and cozy enough, even in winter. It doesn't get too oh, cold. Oh, it's because I've got if you've got the um, the log stove. It's really cozy. It's really nice. It's like I don't Christmassy. Yeah. I don't. Know. It's a bit Christmassy. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Do you, you get come? much snow around uh, there? It depends on the year. Uh, last year we didn't get much snow at all, and but you know some like one February about five years ago up to our knees. But uh, it's it's just it's cold and fresh and beautiful, like beautiful blue skies and yeah, it's chilly but lovely. Gorgeous! It just looks so beautiful. Um, another place that looks really great nearby. Tsuetate uh, Onsen. You've got because you're okay. near Mount Aso, you have a, a few onsen hot springs. Yes. Oh, there's mm-hmm. loads of onsen. So, like my husband is, is in the onsen right now, but uh, he, uh, yeah, there's loads of onsens. I'm nearest 
real, real onsen is 30 minutes away. And so this Tsuikate is a little bit further away. And I went there, you know, just because. So, yeah, we go to onsens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was uh, interesting. That's a week. beautiful, beautiful old building, too. This yeah. is the onsen building, is it? Yes, it's yeah. called Kisho. Kisho onsen. I don't know. It's Tsuikate. Yeah, yeah, so everywhere is really loads of places you can just nearby, which are, which are great to visit. Let's talk about your family for a minute. So your son and your daughter-in-law are now very connected to the temple as well as you and the lodge, right? Yes. So my my son's qualified as a priest. He also took the head priest exams, and he's going to do some further exams in the in the new year. And uh, so they live in a in a house just like like next door, and um, that's my grandson. Grandson, mm -hmm. and, uh, he, he met his uh, wife in Kyoto, but she's not a, she's not at all connected to a temple or anything. So a, a lot of priests, you know, harking back to Harry Potter, you know, like a lot of priests like to keep it in the family type thing and, and marry their kids off to. In temple families, so then at least people know the ropes type of thing. But obviously, my husband didn't do that, <laughs> and uh, and neither did my son. So um, he's um, yeah. So it's I think it's good to you know get a fresh view rather than you know get a bit of muggles into the community to you know. Keep, keep well, you you have beaten the path, so hopefully it's a little bit easier for your your son's generation, right? Uh, because there was a lot of resistance at first to your even considering getting married. Yes, it was just it, it was it was it was nasty, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of resistance. And the only thing that you know, the saving grace was the fact my husband was so old, and so you know they didn't want to object to me because they didn't think anybody else would be lining up to marry him if they refused me but but you said that when you did get married there was a huge celebration there yes. was copters overhead there was news cameras at your wedding is that right that's yes crazy. yes the live tv game show broadcast from my wedding reception and there was helicopters you know doing you know aerial things you know Amazing. Uh, we have uh, Louise has joined us, says hello from New Zealand. Marion says this is fantastic talk. Thanks, uh, Victoria and Joy. Awesome. And Louise saw some poppies. I missed the poppies in the in the picture. She caught them. The poppies, it was from the stained glass. It was the stained glass. Oh, okay. Yeah, wonderful. Perfect. Um, where were we? So uh, the mural oh. talk. Uh, okay. Recent additions. Yes, this was a uh, this was a very cathartic thing for me. Um, the whole there was a, so much involved in this this mural. Uh, to begin with, that building is absolutely horrible building, and I've hated it. And because this building, uh, when they uh, it's it's a temple. A temple meeting hall so it's not the temp main hall it's a it's like a, a place where we do events and it's a kitchen and 
and that and uh, so when it was built it was built about 20 years ago and there was a committee and and it was just like that Mori guy and the Olympic thing. And it was like, um, oh, we can't have any women on the committee because, you know, nothing, you know, nothing would get done. And so they built this absolutely uh, awful monstrosity with a really badly designed kitchen. And because they re the old guys refused to ask opinions of either me or any of the members, women, female members of the congregation would be using it. Anyway, so they built this disgusting, horrible, ugly building. And... And it's got all concrete all the way on the bottom. And it's just so ugly. And so this is a thing I find in um, in a lot in Japan is that they go on about how beautiful the scenery is and, and how, but then they have these, just these ugly, ugly buildings with no, no, like, no aesthetic sense and no, no, no connection to, I mean, that ugly grey building is right slap bang next to a beautiful old temple. But anyway, so anyway, so I've got this horrible building and I, was, and I thought I've got to do something with this concrete wall. And, I, and it's 23 metres long and five metres tall. And I, said, and I thought I would like a mural. So about I started looking for an artist about three years ago. But, you know, you just don't know where to start looking for that kind of thing. So, And I knew... Because it's long thin, I wanted like a you know a reclining Buddha, and I like things like peacocks and and you saw my stained glass. I like the kind of the kind of funky Klimt stained glass art vibe, and um, so it was like a perfect storm last year because um, uh, my my mother died in in the UK and I got a small amount of money there, and then. Also, my mother-in-law died in January. And then it was like, how can I just, you know, like some people have like a, a life experience and they get a, a, a tattoo or something. So I thought I'm going to make this huge tattoo. And I like onsen, so I can't really get a tattoo on my body. So I just like, I'm going to make my mark on the temple. And so it's 23 metres long and five metres uh, tall. And I paid for it myself. And um, and it's just beautiful. And and people, and I wanted to, I mean, I didn't just want it to be like some kind of Melbourne street scene or something. I wanted it to be relevant to the temple and the Buddhist teaching. So it's it's uh, the, uh, the declining Buddha and it's got all the animals around him as he, as he was dying and it's got lotus flowers in it and it's got, uh, these are the shara, the shara tr trees which, which flowered when Buddha died and again, you've got a peacock, unlike peacocks and it's got lotus leaves and it's got a mandala and it's got wisteria which is the, these, the, the uh, the town's local flat the town's flower and also a symbol of Jodo Shinshu. So everything there's a whole set of stories involved with this. So I was uh, you know and people come and they visit they come especially to come and visit and people like put their hands together and they and uh, you know and people can enjoy it and it and it and it keeps the temple alive and relevant and um, it's something everybody can enjoy and it was symbolic for me i wanted you know like to make a mark on the temple like literally really big mark <laughs> that's great <laughs> so the, the reaction has been quite positive 
Yes, yes, yes. It was, it was funny because when the guy came, his name's Jay Shogo. He's a real, and he's a mural artist from Tokyo, and he's a Japanese guy, but he's a got loads of tattoos and he was working, you know, bare-chested and like, oh, it's a foreigner. I said, no, he's not a foreigner. This is he's a Japanese guy. But the idea of difference and not being other, and oh, it must be a foreigner. But then it's a Japanese guy and then what he's creating is a very, you know, essential Buddhist uh, story there. And, uh, yeah, it was, I feel it, it encapsulates what both I and my husband and my family want for the, want for the temple, and to you know introduce it to uh, you know get people younger people to come and you know enjoy. So this is the guy. This is Jay. He's got, he's got a shirt on. He, he he spent most of the time without a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a big project. I, I, we were talking before we started about um, how I can't imagine doing something so big and, and doing it small, but having it look perfect when mm. it's so big. This is it's quite a talent to know how to do that. Yes. So it was spray paint, was it? Yes, spray paint. It's all graffiti. It's his, he ordered it, the spray paint's from uh, Spain, and it's, it will last about 20 years, he says. And then... Um, and in 20 years' time, I'll have to think of something else. <laughs> well, so you're you're planning to stay. This is your life. Uh, you are you are embedded uh, uh, in the community. This is it. This is me. Yeah, this is it. It's, um, um, yes, well, I can't see, well, you see, 17 generations. It's not like we're going to, you know, up sticks and, and, you know, move to the south of France or something, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in, in like, not stuck, but I'm invested in here, in here. So the idea of making, you know, the idea of uh, you're not, somebody said about international, you know, living as a foreigner in Japan, you're not camping, you know. You just, you've got to make it your home and uh, and create links and and uh, feeling of belonging and so now i'm 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 creating a space which reflects me and and uh, and reflects the nature of what the yoshimura family are here to do you know so and with the lodge as well you can welcome more international people and and uh, of course japanese as well japanese people so we were before corona we were half half you know in like you know real namagaiji like real people foreigners from abroad and uh you know in you know domestic tourists and um yes it's uh i'm very lucky that takachiho is a beautiful place and people come here anyway so it's the idea of using the resources we've got which is the natural resources and the fact that i've got a beautiful temple and then the fact that uh my husband and i have a have a desire to share what we've got with with people and uh so it was all you know it, it was a natural progression to to you know build a lodge you know, because and it's the idea of, you know, going to a temple and staying is it that's that's an you know think of koyasan. But the thing is, when I go somewhere, I don't want to sit in a cold room and eat 
vegetarian food. <laughs> you know, I want to stay somewhere nice, have a nice glass of wine. I used to sit in front of a lox dog and uh, have uh, really nice silky sheets. You know, so to, and that's really like my interpretation of the Jodo Shinshu. It's like, it's it's real, it's in the moment, and it's 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 what, it's for you. And not it's not about austerity. And it's, it's you know, it's, we can morph into what you want it to be. Hmm. Uh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that you're making it luxury and comfort and a place that people want to spend time and yeah. relax yeah. and uh, visit the temple, see the surroundings, the beautiful sightseeing or nature around yeah. the area. There's, yeah. it seems like there's a lot on offer. Was there an open top train that you mentioned? Uh, is yeah, this is, that's my favorite bit. And so most people think, oh, Takachi, we've got to go down the gorge and row in the boats. But <laughs> the boats, it's like you get really short time and you're all just a whole bunch of people who can't row banging into each other. So, which is, is nice. You get your Insta by chance. But uh, this this uh, open top train, it's my absolute favorite. I've been on it so many times. And... Uh, and uh, you can, what's good about it, you can just sit. You don't have to walk. <laughs> and, uh, and you can get um, stunning views. And it's just, and it's, there, there's some really unusual things going on with it, which I won't say because it will spoil it. But you get on there and it's and it's the local people, you know, showing you Takachiho and and the warmth of, you know, Takachiho. And it's, it's, it's really fun. That's nice. Yeah, it um, it looks really fun, and it goes over this beautiful valley. Is that the Mitate Valley? Uh, no, the Mitate Valley is, is further down. I keep adjusting my God, it's all mirrored. Hmm. Uh, oh no, that's that one. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, uh, you you mentioned Mitate Valley is also right. beautiful. That is a great place for swimming. That's where we go in the um. Super, I really have got to sort myself out because I'm all on a mirrored thing. There you go. That's, no, that's that one. Okay. Uh, no, so that Mitate is where we go swimming, which is uh, a little bit further down uh, towards the coast. And But the valley, which the uh, the train goes over, it all that feeds into the gorge where, where the people are doing the rowing. And it's, well, Takachiro is it's all mountainous and all valleys and mountains. So there's gorges, valleys, rivers all over the place and waterfalls. And it's just a lovely place to... Mr. Chill. Yeah, sounds amazing. I can't wait to come and visit. Uh, we just have a couple more minutes, and the cats are getting getting into the picture here. <laughs> Is your dog around? Yes, your dog. He's been here the whole time. That you can. Oh, how well behaved! And well, he's happy if I if, if he's here. There's Sunny. There he is. He woke up. He's Aww. there. Oh, what a sweetie! What's his name? Sunny. Sunny. Very nice. Um, so it, I think we've covered pretty much everything. You've got a beautiful area, Temple Lodge. Uh, the website links are below. And you're on Instagram doing beautiful photos on Instagram of your daily activities, but also the surrounding areas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I shouldn't have to do some more hashtags and because I, I my daughter's always complaining that I don't actually write anything on my pictures but anyway I think pictures speak a 
louder than words. I don't know. <laughs> I, I learned a lot from your Instagram because the beautiful pictures and then um, you would describe what's happening. So not the red carpet, but the yellow carpet during the ginkgo leaf time and stuff. Yeah, I'm very clever. I like it. Uh, we have a comment from Joseph Tomei, came through Victoria's recommendation, uh, invitation, great talk. I wonder if you could ask Victoria about her car. I'm sure she's the only Buddhist priest with a turbo K car. No, no the, the, the car, yeah. I, I really like driving and I've actually got a bus driver's license. I, I, I took my bus driver's license. Oh, you can hear the bell. You'll hear it. My husband's really well. Um, so my car, <laughs> being a priest, you have certain image things. You've got to be, you've got, you can't be really flamboyant and you can't have, um, you can't, well, a lot of city priests maybe are driving around in Mercedes and stuff like that. But uh, in the rural, you have to be like, you know, uh, hide your light under a bushel. So only with my car, I am, um, I, I bought it last year. And it's the first time I ever bought a new car and I chose a red one. And my, my mother-in-law, she said, priests don't drive red cars. And I said, oh, <laughs> I said, I got a red one. And, uh, and uh, I decided to, I just wanted to really pimp it up. And like, and I just like got all these go faster stripes and, and like chrome this isn't that. And uh, I just, you know, you just had to. So my, my, my husband refuses to drive it. <laughs> but but you're, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're staying relevant to who you are and to your local community, it's not, you know? It's not cherry red, it's a nice, it's not wine red, but it's, and it's got a black roof. I think you can get away with that. Uh, yeah. We've we've got a great comment from Nancy. She says, really enjoying the talk. I'd love to visit the lodge someday, definitely. So you said you've been having people, even though it's it's uh, yes. still COVID yes, time. No, and we were only closed for one month because my my son was the second person in Miyazaki Prefecture to have Corona, which, oh. was, which was you can you can imagine how it how awful that was. I was in March last year, and the I and the I you know and how hostility and a lot of the problems we had there but so uh, that's the only time we we're actually closed and um but uh after that we've 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 tried to keep it local and uh do you know just like just me as i keep people or, or anything but uh you know the town is open this is a tourist town the tourist the town wants people to visit so we're just following the towns can you hear the bell i think I, I can hear it. I love it. Yeah. Perfect way to end. Thank yeah. you so much, Victoria. Thank you so much for sharing all your life insights. What an amazing, interesting experience you're having in, in this time of your life. Yeah. I hope you can stay for many more years, definitely until many of us have visited and enjoyed your hospitality. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I've enjoyed speaking today. Thank you. Oh, great. And thank you, everybody, for your comments and questions. And uh, join us again next time. Have a great night. Take care. Bye.